Rejoice with exceeding gladness, all ye who were in sadness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In 1942, the darkest year of the Second World War, indeed the most horrific year mankind as a whole had ever seen, Venerable Pius XII became the first pope to promulgate a feast in honor of the heart of Mary to be observed by all churches throughout the world, employing in promulgating this feast the precise phrase chosen by the Mother of God when she appeared at Fatima, the Immaculate Heart of Mary. There is no doubt that the Sovereign Pontiff was doing so in acknowledgement of the truth of the message of Fatima. It had already been 13 years since Our Lady had appeared to Sister Lucy on June 13, 1929, and declared, The moment has come when God asks the Holy Father, in union with all the bishops of the world, to make the consecration of Russia to my heart, promising to save it by these means. After the First World War, men did not heed the call of Our Lady of Fatima to return to God. Disillusioned by the murderous war, men gave themselves more eagerly than ever to the pursuit of money and sensual pleasures. The consecration of Russia requested by Our Lady in 1929 did not take place. And in the fall of that same year, the world economy began its plunge into the Great Depression. Governments were shaken and toppled, and the Russian era of socialism, whether national or international, was seen as the only solution to man's ills. By the death of Pius XI, the 20-year pause was at an end, and the world was heading once more into global conflict, precisely as Our Lady had foretold to the shepherd children in 1917. The world we live in today is the child of those frightening events, a world ruled by godless ideologies which serve only to spread human misery in this life and prepare them for eternal misery in the next. Yet Our Lady has promised that these dark times will be followed by the triumph of her Immaculate Heart. And so in light of the events that have just come to pass, we must ask ourselves again, what will this triumph mean? Examining these words with the eyes of faith, we must conclude that this triumph of the heart of our Blessed Mother does not refer to the end of the world. It is the path through which we shall arrive at the end. At no time are we reminded of this more clearly then on the Feast of the Annunciation, which we just celebrated, and which was chosen as the occasion for the consecration. Eve, the mother of all the living, was brought into existence without sin and established in grace from her first breath. An angel from heaven came to her to make an Annunciation. This angel was not sent on mission from heaven, but was rather cast down 
falling like lightning from the sky after his prideful rebellion against God. And so he came to our first mother, not with tidings of truth, but with the venom of falsehood. Receive this fruit from the tree of knowledge, he said, and you shall become like gods. Eve plucked that fruit from its place on the tree and ate of it, and gave it to the father of mankind to eat as well. Thus began man's long age of knowledge, knowledge of evil. But the 25th of March, and the fullness of time, was to see the undoing of man's ruin. For again an angel came down from heaven, this time sent by God to an immaculate virgin who was to become the mother of all who live in Christ. Ave Eva. Hail, new Eve. Receive the fruit of life. At the angel's good tidings, Mary received that divine fruit into her virgin womb and brought him forth into the sinful world, confiding him to the care of her most chaste spouse. But in order that all men might partake of this fruit, Mary must repair the theft committed by Eve. This fruit must return to the tree from whence it came. So Mary brought the fruit of her womb to the fullness of manhood, and he ascended the tree of the cross. Through the red juice of that fruit, the blood of the lamb staining the doorposts of the eternal Passover, man might at last be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth that he might become like God and a partaker of the divine nature. Mary has always been, from the first moment of her existence, the way prepared for the Lord. The prophet of the Old Testament, and then John the Baptist, cried out, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight the paths of our God. Mary was that path for God's entry into the world made straight from the first by her immaculate conception. Mary has always been the way of the Lord, not the end. The sacred heart of Jesus first came into the world nestled in the womb of his virgin mother, as the mother's heart taught the sons how to be. That sacred heart comes to us here and now through the immaculate heart, for it is always through her intercession that he comes to us by grace. And so the coming of the Sacred Heart as our King and Judge at the end of time, the final triumph of that Divine Heart, can well be understood as something that will come after the triumph of His Mother's Immaculate Heart here on Earth. This understanding is consistent with the very words of Our Lady of Fatima. In the end, my Immaculate Heart will triumph. The Holy Father will consecrate Russia to me and she will be converted, and a period of peace will be granted to the world. It is clear from what we have said that this period of peace cannot mean the end of the world. It will be a certain span of time before the end. How long, we cannot know for sure. But it must be long enough that the Immaculate Heart can truly triumph throughout the world for all to see as the way by which the reign of the Sacred Heart will come.
What is meant by peace? Christ comes to give that peace which the world cannot give. It will not mean the simple absence of war, nor can it mean the complete absence of sin, for that will occur only at the end of time. But it will be a Christian world, one to rival may far surpass the Christian civilization attempted in the Middle Ages, and the lifeblood of the society will be a deep devotion to the Immaculate Heart. This period of peace will not be a paradise on earth, but it will be the necessary preparation for the end of time in God's merciful designs. Our Blessed Mother has obtained for us this grace that before the end the world should become truly Christian, so that the truth of the gospel and the divine foundation of the Church should be plain to see. Then only bad will may cause people to prefer the darkness to the light which shines so beautifully before them. And now, the burning question on our minds today, and we are not wrong to ask it, How will we know if the consecration made by the Pope and the bishops two days ago was acceptable to Almighty God? If it was accepted, how long before Our Lady's promises will be fulfilled? I cannot claim any personal inspiration in the answer I give, but I think the key to our understanding of these mysteries is to be found in the words which Sister Lucy reported to have come from our Lord, when she asked our Lord why he wished specifically that the Pope and the bishops consecrate Russia to the Immaculate Heart, our Lord responded that he desired this consecration so that it would be plain to all that the victory over evil in our time and the ensuing peace came through the Immaculate Heart of his mother. If the consecration just made two days ago was not accepted by heaven, it will soon become clear to all why it was not. For our Lord would never allow the sweet name of his mother to be so blasphemed, and men impiously to assert that she had not kept her promise. If the consecration was received by God, we will know it. At some point in the not-so-distant future, we will look back on March 2022 as the low point in our dark age. We do not await a paradise on earth. Men will not become sinless. And so we do not expect the coming changes in the world to be without sin and great suffering. What is needed is a widespread conversion of hearts, away from the vanities of this world and to the peace that comes only through embracing the truth of Christ. And we know that such a conversion of hearts is what our mother does best. Even if the total triumph of her immaculate heart does not come overnight, in the coming months or years it will be clear to all men of goodwill that the errors first spread a century ago by revolutionary Russia, obstinate schism from the true church of God, atheistic materialism, assault on the God-given roles of men and women, and the abolition of the family itself through divorce and child murder. All these things 
you will see on the retreat, and we will see the Queen of Heaven, clothed in battle array as the destroyer of all heresies, leading the charge. So on this Laetari Sunday, let us rejoice in the midst of our tribulation. Let us keep to our stations and make our first Saturdays, never forgetting the promise made by our mother a century ago. Do you suffer much? Do not be discouraged. I will never forsake you. My immaculate heart will be your consolation and the way that will lead you to God. Most sacred heart of Jesus, thy kingdom come through the immaculate heart of Mary. Amen.